Greeting, dear friends. We would like to welcome you at the round table. This is a continuation of the international conference Global Crisis, This Already Affects Everyone, which will simultaneously translate it into 72 languages, including the sign language, by volunteers from all over the world. People did prove that unity is possible. Many topics were raised, and unfortunately, these are not all the threats that humanity is facing now. This information is of urgent importance to everyone. This is why on December, 20, on December 4th, we will have another conference, Global Crisis, Time for the Truth. Today, my co-host is Lisa Chromova, and I would like to pass the word to her. Thank you so much, Robert. Today, we would like to talk with you about the several topics which were raised during the conference, the impact on our planet's climate of neighboring galaxies, the consumeristic format of society, which is, will be impossible to survive the impending cataclysms, and the importance of each individual's actions to inform about the creative society, whole humanity. Are we safe as humanity? Do we see the realities of our world? Are we aware of the seriousness of the approaching threats? This is what we're going to talk about today on this roundtable with our guests. And uh, it is my pleasure to welcome today's guest. This is Amarenda Sahu, Chairman Grameen Pragati Foundation, Adam Technologies and Professor at CRM University AP, International Consultant. Professor Chris Impe, Professor Impetus of the University Department of Astronomy, University of Arizona, USA, and Dr. Alexandra Sinchuk, physician of the highest category, head of the dispensary department. Greetings. Let's now watch a short video as a reminder of cataclysms we are facing right now and which will intensify to the extent that we cannot even imagine if we continue to exercise our consumer approach. tremendous technical breakthrough in the world. Every day, neural networks are successfully replacing millions of people in all professions. The unemployment rate has reached a critical level. The planet's ecosystem is destroyed. The number of cataclysms is increasing every day. There are no safe areas left on the planet.
already happening. But there is still a chance to change everything. Dear friends, could you please share your impressions after the conference and tell us how it is important to continue to discuss topics which were raised at the conference? Dr. Alexander, could you please share your opinion? Yes, greetings everyone. I'm happy to see everyone on this round table. I would like to share opinion on the conference which took place on July 24th, 2021. First of all, the scale of this conference, each conference uh, becomes more and more large scale, more uh, languages of simultaneous interpretation. And this is just wonderful. And you can see how more and more people actually starting to share this idea of creative society and get involved in the process. And right now, this is um, something of great importance, not only of particular nation or country, but for entire civilization. Right now, we at such a point of society on our planet, when consumer format of society is not just unsuitable for life. This is development of artificial intelligence. And these are series of anthropological catastrophes, environmental disasters, and of course, climate catastrophes that are increasing every day. We cannot notice that. and. Uh, in our modern consumer format of society, consequences um, not only will be devastating, but there is almost no time left. And the only thing we can influence on this is to unite within a creative format of society. So it is really Im important, this great importance to convey this information to everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Sinchuk. Yes, uh, we can only agree with you that it is important to get more and more people involved in this process so that we have at least some of a chance. Professor uh, Dr. Shahu, uh, can you please share your experience or your view and what were your feelings about the conference? Thank you. I hope you able to hear me and see me or you can't see me? Okay. I come from India and you know uh, India is the largest democracy as well as one of the most in the world. We the climate crisis, global warming, consumerism, self-regulation, self-governance. So we are very excited to be a part of this roundtable where we have fellow speakers from USA and other parts of the globe. Uh, we would like to share my colleagues from different countries, 
that India has been a signatory to all the international agreements on the environment as well as the climate. We are backed out, unlike uh, the our you know the most developed country called the United States of America under the previous regime. We despite we have change of governments in India. We are we just celebrated our 75th Independence Day yesterday. We have seen more than a dozen of governments in the last uh, 75 years of different ideology, different coalition of uh, political beliefs, but across the different ideologies and political parties, our country has been committed to the environment uh, and the climate uh, control. Uh, there has been some mention about India being a dumping ground of you know large amount of uh, garbages from the developed countries, industrialized countries, including United States of America. Uh, we are really concerned about that. So I must confess there is not much of awareness in our country. So there's no civil protest. The society is active, but only in the urban centers. So, but of late, there's increasing consensus and uh, protest against India being used uh, as a dumping ground of the global garbages. So the usual refrain is that India also contribute to a lot of industrial pollution is partly true, uh, like any other developing countries, uh, 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 we are also, uh, you know, subject to our economic uh, constraints. Uh, but ideologically, we are always with the global forces to prepare ourselves for the crisis that is going to confront the humanity uh, and we are prepared to contribute to the pollution control and uh, to whatever extent uh, required to you know, meet the fallouts of the dangers that is confronting our civilization. We also have a lot of coastal areas with the BNC, Bay of Bengal, Indian Ocean surrounding us. So there is a fear that major metropolis of India called Mumbai, erstwhile Bombay, which is surrounded by the Arabic Ocean and our third largest city called Chennai, which is also a part of the Indian Ocean, extended part will be submerged in the year 2000 unless we take adequate measures to avoid any kind of disaster that is going to happen. So we are concerned about that. We are sensitive to that. And our government, irrespective of different political parties, they're all unanimous that we must do our best to contribute to the climate role. Thank you.
Спасибо большое, доктор Сахум. Thank you so much, доктор Сахум. This is uh, really wonderful that this understanding comes and it comes on all levels. Not only the government, but to each person in the world comes and understanding how this issue is accurate and the questions of environment and the cataclysms all over the world. And it's really touching that you have touched upon this um, that we today have international roundtable from different countries uh, of the world as well as other roundtables which also was takes place with people from all over the world and conference took place in more than 72 languages as well. Thank you so much. Professor, um, could you please share with us, Chris, your understandings of the conference? Uh, yes, I was only able to catch parts of the conference in the videos, but I would say these are very important themes, uh, very important ideas. And I will just make two points. Um, one is that the, we expect and hope that our governments, our elected governments, will uh, take charge of these issues, these threats to our planet. Um, and that is important. Nearly 200 countries signed the Paris Climate Accords, which is an incredible success. That has never happened in the history of modern governments, that that many countries would agree on one thing. But as we know, implementation by governments is very non-uniform, very irregular, and some are stalling, some are dragging their feet, some are changing their minds almost. So the point, and this is part of what you encourage in your meetings, and uh, that individual action is as important as collective action or government action, maybe more important, people power, it counts. So if the governments are not doing what they should do to preserve the planet, to preserve the safety of their citizens, then individuals need to act. And these conferences and their wide participation is a way of pulling together individuals into this kind of action. So that's, that's important. And my second point, since I don't know how much longer I can be here after 15 minutes, is that um, there are issues have been raised about the you know, threats to humanity, the planet from beyond the earth, external influences. And I'm an astronomer, so I understand those well. Um, obviously, life on Earth depends on the sun. The solar cycle is an important influence on climate. And we have longer cycles in astronomy, tens of thousands of years, the Milankovitch cycles, which have affected ice ages over periods of tens or hundreds of thousands of years. So these influences are clear and understood. And then there are occasional catastrophic influences from meteors impacting, from supernovae, uh, stars dying nearby, and these are occurring on millions of year timescales. So the astronomy influence, the external environment and space on the Earth is, is pretty well understood, but nothing, nothing in astronomy, nothing beyond the Earth has had any impact that rivals what we have done to our planet since the Industrial Revolution. And, and people who say that they the cause of climate change is the solar cycle or solar variations, it's just simply wrong. So I will just say as an astronomer that the when we want to understand why we are in a crisis, a climate crisis, an extreme weather crisis, and the economic effects of that, we just look in the mirror. And so we have to do something ourselves. Uh, 
extra astronomy understanding or worrying about influences from outside is important, but it's not our proximate problem. Thank you, Professor MP. Also, I would like to hear more about what you just said about the, fr from your professional point of view, but at the conference, Global Crisis, it concerns everyone. The topic of space, sort of universal, universe impact on the climate was raised. Let's now watch a video from, from the conference about this. And we'll return to my question afterwards. Cyclicality of climate disasters. 12,000 years ago, there was an era of dramatic climate change, rapid sea level rising, earthquakes, floods, volcanic eruptions, and lava rains from the black sky. According to geologist John Embry, a climate revolution occurred around 11,000 BC, accompanied by accelerated sedimentation and a sudden rise of Atlantic water level. Overall, the objective evidence strongly suggests that a great cataclysm occurred in the 11th millennium BC. It had such profound implications that it became a particular watershed between two very different eras in the history of our planet. Further evidence of the cataclysm was the fact that animals died out most intensely between 11,000 and 9,000 BC when violent and inexplicable climatic fluctuations occurred. Despite the explicit taboo in science, many scientists today speak that everything on the planet happens in certain cycles, including global climatic events. A logical question arises. What kind of cycles result in global cataclysms? The report by Smotrin on Geostrategy 21 website reads, The current stage of the planet's and civilization's existence is characterized by the fact that at the turning of the second and third millennium, the Earth passes through almost simultaneous ending of several rounds of individual evolutionary spirals of the galactic solenoid at once. They include its cyclic revolutions of about 2,000 years, 12,000 years, and 370,000 years. Vladimir Vasilyevich Bubanyankov studied the cycles of the Earth's evolution, astrophysical, geological, biological, and historical. They all turned out to be subject to the great cycle of the change of epochs lasting 11,911 years. This number is a multiple of the periods of revolution around the sun of all its planets with precision down to a hundredth of a terrestrial year. Alexander Mikhailovich Botter I maintain that the planets also revolve around their center of mass in the direction perpendicular to the plane of its orbit. As a result of such rotation, the planet Earth occasionally flips over in space by 360 angular degrees, thus triggering a cyclicity of global events. The global catastrophe with a periodicity of 12,166 years, the entire appearance of the Earth and natural conditions periodically change, which directly affects the historical development of humankind. Igor Petrovich Kapalov and Vitaly Vasilevich Ushiev. The small 13,000-year galactic half-cycles are also related to global climate changes and other catastrophic events, but they proceed without the magnetic field polarity reversal. 
The boundary of these cycles is distinctly defined by the rise of the ocean level and global climate changes. These events have received the name of the World Flood. Concerning the fact that the World Flood had occurred, modern science has no doubts about that. The true cause of global climate change on Earth is the cyclicality of intergalactic processes. The galaxy is a single electromagnetic system interacting with all objects in it, including the solar system. Any small changes in the galaxy is reflected in the sun, and as a consequence affects all processes, not only on Earth, but also on other planets of the solar system. The Earth is not the only planet in the solar system undergoing climate change. The increasing amount of Pluto's black spots, polar shifts on Uranus, changes in Neptune's light intensity, and melting of ice caps on Mars make it clear that changes are underway throughout the entire solar system. The fact that other planets and moons in the solar system are also warming, and apparently there is no anthropogenic emission of greenhouse gases there as such proves that CO2 is not the main driver of our planet's warming. Mars, Triton, Pluto, and Jupiter all show signs of global warming. Thus, there are many factors influencing the Sun and the solar system. These factors need to be taken into account as they affect climate change. As stated in the report of scientists from Alatra Science on the program and consequences of global climate changes on Earth, effective ways to solve these problems. The mistake was that many scientists in the past did not consider the impact of the increasing acceleration of the universe cosmic factors and astronomical processes on the global climate system of the planet. The scientific paper by academician Nikolai Petrov, Solving the Problem of Earth's Climate Change from the Position of Laws of Life Preservation in Space, says, During one period of orbiting, Around the center of the galaxy, the solar system makes more than 8,000 zodiacal turns along the spiral trajectory. Due to this, the polarity of the external magnetic field is rhythmically changing with respect to the moving solar system. This means that the information magnetic field of the galaxy adjusts the energy condition of the solar system in general, and the rhythmic climate change on the Earth in particular. Global climate change on Earth is mainly a derivative of astronomical processes and their cyclicity. This cyclicity is inevitable. The geological history of our planet shows that the Earth has experienced such phases of global climate change many times before. Today, we see how climatic disasters on the Earth are intensifying day by day, and each inhabitant of the planet will come to face them one way or another. As we already know, these events will only keep increasing because it is the next 12,000 cycle that we are facing. Thanks to the knowledge from Alatra presented in the scientists' report on the problems and consequences of global climate change on Earth, effective ways to solve these problems, we understand that it is not only the sun that causes climate change, but it is the cyclical processes in space which are continually occurring and as a consequence affect the planets in the form of climate disasters. And we, as humanity, have just entered the active phase of this cycle. To date, scientific and technological progress does not allow us to influence global processes in space and on Earth. As a result, we cannot oppose these changes. So, the only chance to survive is to unite and get ready for the coming catastrophes that keep increasing 
with every passing day. Indeed, the ecological problems which takes place right now on the planet, this is what we have done. We killed our planet, but we are incapable to influence the process of galaxy scale, the cyclicity, which is connected with intergalactical interaction. We live on the planet, which is a part of a huge galaxy, a huge mass and size, sizes, and it's natural that the process of interaction of this galaxy, they affect entire solar system. Therefore, climate changes are taking place right now in the entire solar system, and of course it affects the activity of the sun, and the, as a result it affects the climate. And uh, Professor Chris Impe, could you please tell us which uh, cycles do you see in the galaxy that can affect the planet? How well has the influence of such huge object as neighboring galaxies on our planet been studied? And how much can a neighboring galaxy affect our planet? So, um, gravity is a weak force uh, that applies over long distances. So, by far the largest influences on the Earth are from nearby objects, because the gravity is so much stronger. The effect of gravity from a other galaxy is uh, millions or billions of times weaker than the influence of the center of our own galaxy or nearby stars. So astronomers would only look to nearby objects to have any significant influence on, on the Earth on these timescales. Now on long timescales, yes, we move, the Earth moves up and down through the galaxy. So every few hundred million years, we pass through denser regions of space, which can increase impacts and so on. So there are definitely things that can affect us on a galactic scale, but galactic scale processes are slow. They have long time scales, not the 10, 12,000 years we're talking about, hundreds of thousands or millions or hundreds of millions. So yes, those can have an effect, but they are very long time scale. And they're also quite gradual. Uh, because these are large objects, they cannot make an influence instantly. So I guess what I would say is that these are important things to consider, and astronomers study them and try to understand them, and don't yet fully understand them. But I think we actually should look closer to home. Obviously, the sun is the main influence on the Earth, that's clear. The changes in the Earth's orbit and its inclination and the moon relative to the Earth these are important too. For example, there's discussion in the news about the fact that the, the changing tilt of the moon in its orbit will lead to a decade in the next decade where we will have much more tidal effect and large-scale flooding. So that's an example of how the moon is going to cause us problems in the, the next decade that it does every now and then. Um, but I guess where I would politely and respectfully disagree with the video is that I understand these cycles. I think they're real, they're significant. Um, but to me, what has happened on the earth in the last century, and in particular in the last 50 years, is so much stronger and so much quicker than any astronomical or purely geological effect that we can only look to our increased industrial activity. The fact that the warming of the planet tracks almost perfectly with carbon dioxide 
and that tracks almost perfectly with increased industrial activity, means that we must consider the fact that our increase in activity, industrial and economic activity, has generated a greenhouse gas. The mechanism of that is very well understood, which is warming our planet and causing greater climate extremes and the catastrophes that you see in the video montage. So I think to pay too much attention to the astronomical cycles is actually a mistake because it takes away the attention on the things that we need to do as a, an industrial society to take charge of our effect on the planet. That's something we can control. If we put it to astronomy and the galaxies and these large cycles, then it's almost like we throw up our hands and say, we can't do anything. And I really don't like that as an idea. I think we should take charge of our future and our destiny because we can make this better. I completely agree with you that we should be responsible and understand the true cause of climate change. And of course, it doesn't take responsibility from us. Uh, we just know how to prepare for it. If right now we, be, we are being told that the warming, the warming will take place by one gratis only in 100 years, but right now we already see all over the world that the temperature is rising, not only the deep, in the deep layers of the ocean, and uh, the number of earthquakes increases. And as a geologist, I can say that this uh, 12,000 year cyclicity we can see it in the geological history of our planet and what is most surprising and shocking and what um, practically not being talked about that the magma is uh, going closer to the surface. It's going from the inside up. You as an astronomer also may understand that um, there is a liquid core and uh, certain layers have a certain... Um, Viscosity and all the structure of our planet experiencing changes at the level of the core, at the level from in the inside of our planet. This is such changes which we cannot influence. This is such changes which takes place. For example, solar system and other changes can cause the changes of the core. Also, I would like to um, ask um, a question again. Uh, as a modern science is able to study interaction of two galaxies, we are studying these process, uh, processes, but are there any research about this? Yes, I agree also that basically as professor impi said that people need to act we shouldn't take our hands off and say well it's something we cannot do it's cyclical of course uh yes the carbon dioxide has may have an impact or has an impact but there are all, also other uh, phenomena that do actually influence the climate change and People should unite and should act. And why are they not doing it? At the moment, uh, our main interest is to fill our stomach, wear a rag, buy a better phone. And in the meantime, climate is changing and the train is running away. Millions of people are already dying and there are threats. And we don't know all of them, 
we don't understand it and we need to kind of study it and we need to basically get involved and all of the people should unite and start kind of help how to survive and how to preserve this uh, civilization. So we have a lot of work to do. I I apologize, but I I do have to leave for another appointment. Okay, thank you, Professor, very much for being here with us. It's glad to be part of this. Thank you very much. Dr. Sahu, uh, the world, our world is very fragile. And could you tell us what threat, what threats does this careless consumerism uh, that I was talking about brings? You know, point out that uh, the consumerism has taken a heavy toll on our climate, environment degradation. Uh, It all started off, you know, in the United States of America, a prototype of consumerist society. The entire culture in the industrialized countries is to consume and consume. We don't believe in saving anything for ourselves, for the posterity, for the future. We want to go beyond what is the minimum required for our existence, the basic necessities of life, food, shelter, recreation. We are not satisfied with that. We want to acquire more and more and encourage consumerism in the society and economy. This kind of culture has spread it to the other parts of the globe. Uh, Let me take the example of Singapore, Hong Kong. Wherever you travel, you find the huge banners, posters displaying, saying that clearance sale, all items must go by this evening. Huge sale, 50% discount. All these advertisements around the year, tempting, misleading, the consumers that if I don't avail of the discount today, tomorrow the price will go back to the original. I may end up paying the full price of the goods and services that I'm going to buy. So this culture has unfortunately spread it to the developing countries like India too. The Gen Next, the millennial crowd, They are so much savvy with the e-commerce, starting with the Amazon. We have several versions of Amazon in different countries. In India, we have Flipkart, Walmart has come to India. Amazon is also operating very big way. We have local companies called Big Basket, Groffers. Thanks to the pandemic in the last one and a half years, since 
we are all confined to home we are not able to go out there is a tendency to buy more and more beyond our necessities and pile it up with the fear that tomorrow we may run out of our stuff so the entire consumerist culture has enveloped the developing countries and it has accentuated in the last one and a half year thanks to the corona virus pandemic uh, so and the availability of so many companies you don't have to go out anywhere there is a mad competition between different e-commerce companies offering huge discounts even if the companies itself are running at a huge loss but the business model is totally different they want to sell more and more volumes go on increasing at the cost of the you know uh, making a profit and consumers are in a mad rush to consume more and more i must add uh, the recent phenomenon of the cryptocurrency the bitcoin you know you know that our uh, the tesla car owner uh, he also is responsible for the bitcoin price going to sky high but the moment he made a statement that i am going to be careful about this because it consumes lot of electricity power energy suddenly the cryptocurrency market falls now we are talking about introducing electrical vehicles so that our carbon emission will come to uh you know lower level than what it is so the developing countries are really not fully equipped we are now targeting that all the vehicles which are running on gas we call it diesel or petrol in india we are going to do away with this kind of automobiles and gradually replace all that with the electric uh, vehicles but it's not going to happen overnight it may take minimum 10 to 20 years to replace the consumption of gas fuel with the electronic electrical vehicles so the end result of the consumerism has gone now there is a scheme floated by the e-commerce companies you buy now pay later that encourages the people that even if you don't have savings you can buy now and defer your payment so this is going to make the consumerist culture more and more acute and this has a strong bearing on the climate uh, crisis that is going to hit all of us so my only recommendation as an economist is how do we start increasing our habit of savings and reducing our consumption beyond the basic necessities of life but it is a wishful thinking you cannot stop the technology and you cannot stop the habits of the consumerist class the new generation which are coming forward there is a need for spreading this awareness education that we got to save uh, 
but coming to the other side of the consumerism there is a positive side as well since the economy is going on a recession mode now thanks to the pandemic there are a lot of job losses unemployment has increased uh, there is a uh, demand that we must increase the spending power of the consumers okay then only the economy will pick up so on the one hand we are worried about high level of consumption on the other hand currently we are facing with the economic cycle where uh, the growth rate has almost become negligible uh, thanks to the job losses during the pandemic so there is a demand the stimulus measures announced by the fed reserve in usa has been followed by different countries including in india so we have to strike a balance between the heavy consumerist society at the same time fight the recession slow down in the economy and increase the spending power for striking a balance probably we need to spread more and more uh, awareness and this round table that you are conducting is going to side including the developing countries like india in a big way thank you Да, спасибо, доктор Саху. Как вы верно заметили, вот это увеличивающееся... Спасибо so much. As you noted correctly, this... Uh, ...самой идеи да, сохранения экологии на планете. Чем больше да, развивается экономика, тем хуже становится экология на планете. The, the more ecology develops, the economy develops, the worse ecology becomes on the planet. All the technologies that are offered, the green technologies, uh, eventually they are not uh, actually improving the situation, but they are harming environment even more. And their massive use, no matter how beautiful it would be, Eventually, it, it's not that useful. And as you said correctly, right now, uh, the only way is to actually inform people about the true reasons of climate change, because any environmental initiatives, they won't stop the process which takes place inside the, the, which takes place inside the planet with the core planet. They won't stop influence of the sun and they won't stop uh, the fact that the um, galaxy affects on our planet. And the only thing we can do is actually unite in discussing this topic and um, understand how to survive in these conditions of this cataclysm right now, which they actually uh, increase with a crazy speed all over the world. Dr. Alexander, could you please share your personal experience? How do you see right now global climate change? How do you think, in your opinion, humanity is ready for what is already happening? I can say the only thing that right now, indeed, all the climatic processes are uh, getting synchronized and grow, growing in their development. For example, those bright climatic phenomena, which is not uh, actually usual for the region, they become more and more often. For example, I live in the territory of Ukraine, and in June, when I was passing by from one, uh, from western um, part to the eastern, and I observed a huge scale 
huge hail, which is not usual for this region, and I observed tornadoes. This is actually nonsense. Uh, nonsense. This was never before in the territory of uh, Eastern Europe, and we see it more often now, as well as harmful floods in Europe, Germany, Austria, Belgium took place, terrible floods, landslides, many people suffered. There were similar processes in uh, in Ukraine and territory of Kiev and Odessa, there took place uh, huge floods. Thanks God, there were not many people affected, but the uh, infrastructure and property of people affected. And uh, such phenomena, which never took place before, we see them right now more and more often. And uh, this is just, I touched upon one territory, and uh, in the whole world, more significant problem takes place as uh, earthquakes. Now they take place uh, as uh, eight points. And let's say volcanic eruptions also takes place. Volcanoes are uh, ready to erupt and this uh, phenomenon takes place more and more often all over the world, as well as abnormal heats all over the world or for some region uh, which are usually hot, there are snow, and uh, we can observe it everywhere on the whole planet Earth, and we observe this climate change, um, drastic, sharp climate change, and uh, we cannot influence this. We talked about in the conference as well that indeed the Earth core has shifted and magma comes closer to the, to the surface of the Earth. It also um, influences the gases which um, goes into the atmosphere, and because of that we see a large-scale fires. Recently we have observed it in Greece, Cyprus, in Turkey, in the same um, Russian Federation, Yakutia as well. And if uh, last year it was one scale, this year it is much larger. Can we influence it? Right now we can't. We don't have such modern technologies which can influence on this. But with the development of artificial intelligence, with the development of other technologies, so-called of fourth industrial revolution, and these technologies can help us, but only in the conditions of a creative society format. In a consumer format, it will lead in even worse consequences when people can lose their jobs, it will it um, will come into unemployment when people won't be able to afford something and buy. And um, it will result in a number of um, mechanisms in the economic model which will collapse. And small group of people will control everything and the rest of population will be, let's say, as slaves. In the consumer format of society, this scenario can be implemented if technologies will continue to be introduced. And in a creative society, if all people will start unite, help each other, and respect each other, love each other, then all these technologies may help us 
to survive, to actually come through this climate change which we already see all over the world, even if we take such an example as in the US. Uh, they already test fuel-free engines, which they have uh, efficiency above 100%. You can even call it technological breakthrough. Uh, it can be implemented all over the world, but in only in the framework of creative society and help a civilization so much. But if it will be implemented in a consumer's format of society, in a society that we live right now, it can only accelerate the collapse of our civilization. Uh, Dr. Sahu also voiced out uh, how imposing consumerism through marketing we have problems, but from the point of view of psychiatry, I would like to mention that all images and thoughts which uh, we have in our head, which we uh, can see, they are not from not only from external inf influence, but also from internal influence. And only those thoughts we implement, it doesn't matter if it's our internal work, some uh, psychological work, we implement these images only when we pay attention to it. This is psychic uh, force. And after that, emotions or desires takes place, which we try to implement further. So from each of us, it depends to what we will pay attention to. Those who produce advertising, produce products, they suggest, they offer us, but only from us. It depends whether we will accept it or not. Do we pay attention to the thoughts, to those images or not? We are the ones who should decide how to live and whom we should be. To what we pay attention, that what we will become. So this is really important for us to survive. I'm just saying the things just the way it is. We can survive as a civilization only if we unite. Unite on the basis of love and mutual respect, where, where human is a friend to a human, not like right now when a consumer format of society man is a wolf to a man. In a consumer format of society, we are all the beasts to each other. But if we are people, if we are humans, we can become a society and continue a worthy development of our civilization. Thank you so much. Dr. Sahu, would you like to add something to it? Right. I just uh, will take a couple of minutes before I leave. Uh, yeah. See, uh, you know, you'll observe in the recent past, uh, despite the pandemic, uh, unemployment, and uh, economic slowdown, uh, the stock market uh, worldwide, including the Dow Jones of United States, in India we have the counterpart called uh, Sensex, is booming. And you know, the reason is the corporates are making profits. This is a very paradox. The paradox is the rich is becoming richer at the cost of the poor. 
the inequality is widening despite the economic slowdown economic crisis huge unemployment thanks to the pandemic the rich section of the society who are investing in the stock market they are making huge profits and this is possible only at the cost of the poor who are becoming poorer day by day so this is going to have a severe impact on the environment climate control this has to be addressed the easy money policy followed by the fed reserve united states and other central banks of the world should always take note that this is going to distort the economic development and render huge imbalance between the have and the have nots of the society thank you with this if you could allow me i can leave i have another engagement to catch up thank you dr sahu it was a pleasure to have you here with us and basically i do agree what uh dr alexander said and also dr sahu said that we have to change our approach because without that nothing will change lisa would you like to say also some words how did uh what uh, dr sahu and dr alexander said how did him him what impression you had yes i would like to add and i also support the speakers what they've shared i also wanted to ask one more question to alexandra um, how do you think how important is the unification of people themselves so the whole con all countries would unite in order to accept the challenges that um, takes place because of cataclysms and how important it is informing people about creative society informing people about the ways out about the fact that we can uh, build a creative society in shortest possible time and cope with climate catastrophes how do you think how it is important for people themselves to act and not to shift responsibility to mass media or to someone else Yes, of course, this is uh, vitally important. It's, uh, of course, it's a rhetorical question. It is uh, necessary to act. I don't even know how to express it. If we don't do anything, there won't be anything. The actions of each person is important. If a lot of people will unite, then sociological uh, mechanisms in society will take place by itself, and whether we want it or not, the model of creative society will work out. But for this to happen, people should know more and more about it. And for people to know more about it, we need to inform people more and more. That's why, why such roundtables is needed, such conferences is needed. Moreover, it's not the limit. Each of us can inform our own environment. It's not difficult. In even eight foundations of creative society, 
they are. They was shaped due to the fact that people uh, was asked the questions. We were conducting social social polls, and uh, this a foundations was formed. And many some people may doubt that how we can build creative society. It is really simple. For example, how Magatma Gandhi or Luther King. Uh, was doing that they without a single shot only with the social mechanisms they were able to change the affairs in society for example how Mahatma Gandhi did it that's why uh, we need to inform people more and more often because our life depends on that the unification of people all over the world and I emphasize only all over the world it can contribute for us to survive. If people only in one country unite, it won't solve uh, anything. It may help for a while, but no more. But such a process, as climate process, as well as sociological, anthropogenical, technological, they take place all over the world. And this is on one single organism, humankind. That's why we must unite. Exactly by now, as they say, you know, salvation of a drowning is the work of a drowning himself. There is no one who can help us, only ourselves. That's why I emphasize we need to unite. We need to convey this information as much as possible, and only then we have a chance to survive. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alexander. Yes, I will correct that the eight uh, foundation was uh, formed throughout the surveys that was have been conducted over ten years by the international public movement in more than 180 countries all over the world. Yes, I think we will we will slowly conclude our roundtable today, and I would like to thank our guests today and all our viewers for your active participation and support of the Creative Society. Your contribution is very valuable. This is truly life-saving information that needs to be spread, as Dr. Alexander said, around the world. Please share it with everyone you know. As a reminder, today's roundtable was a continuation of the conference, The Global Crisis, It Already Affects Everyone which was broadcasted around the world with simultaneous interpretation in 72 languages, all done by ordinary people in their spare time from 180 countries and who are aware of the gravity of the situation. What is important now is that everyone acts. If you sit there on the couch and think you cannot do anything and can't help, Nothing will help, but it's not true. The easiest and most important thing you can do right now is to share this information, share the conference link with all the people that you know, share the link for these uh, round tables. And this way we can spread it as, to as many people as possible. Lisa, the word is yours. <laughs> The conference, global crisis, this already affects everyone. 
The only small amount of information was voiced on this conference what what actually which situation in the world with an environment and the climate takes place right now. That's why we invite everyone to the new conference which will take on December 4th, the global, global crisis, the time for the truth, which will deepen and expand the topics of climate and environmental disasters and reveal whole truths which are being hidden from us right now about environment and ecology and climate. And we thank everyone who participated in the preparation and translation of this roundtable and other videos on Otra TV. Huge thanks to our guests, and we will see you on the next roundtable.